When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Black and Gold Rewind, an in-depth look back at the Mountaineers' most recent performance on the gridiron, featuring interviews, highlights, and analysis. Now, to get things started, here's Adam Witten. Okay, on our post-game podcast, the Black and Gold Rewind, App State knocks off Georgia State on a much-needed, convincing win in Sunbelt Conference football, 42-17. to Adam Witten, Brandon Turner, Molly Cotton here with you. To break it down on a dominant performance, and it was all about the run game tonight, Brandon, Molly, what are going to be your takeaways from this one this evening? Uh, I like the way the offensive line played. Uh, the the change up front, getting a new center in, a new right guard, um, obviously something everybody's going to look to it and say that might that help, but it's about a unit because those guys have been playing together the first six games of the season. It's just about finding the right guys for the right fit and communicating up front to get the run game going because as we've seen in our previous two weeks, we haven't been an efficient run game for the the Mountaineers have not been efficiently run the football game, run the football. And tonight they come out over 400 yards. Uh, it's a great testament to the guys up front. This isn't going to be a game where it's replayed over on SportsCenter or ESPN and the rest of college football gets on the hype train, and that's just fine for App State because now you can get back to being Mountaineer football, right? We'll overuse the term, I will, for the rest of the season. Like, this is App State football. That's what we saw tonight against Georgia State. And 100%, the emotions from September, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, I think that played a big role into how the start of the season went and really even how some hiccups along the way happened for this App State team. But I think you get back to reality here at Kid Brewer Stadium. What happened on top of the mountain is this is what you're used to. This is what this team is used to. And guess what? You don't need the outside noise, whether it's positive or negative, because you're going to win. And these wins slowly but surely accumulate to one and nothing over the week or every week. And then before you know it, you're in a Sunbelt Championship. So in the first quarter, Georgia State looked like it was going to be the team to assert itself, especially on the ground. They showed why they were the top team in the conference in rushing the football. 
they snowballed. They ran downhill against the Mountaineers on their first two drives and jumped out to a 14-0 lead. After the first quarter, the Panthers scored three points the rest of the way. The Mountaineers scored 42 points and rushed for over 400 yards tonight. What changed after that first quarter? They made an adjustment um, on the defense side of the football, and I, you heard Coach Clark talk about it. He was up, he was a little wound up, and so once he relaxed, the team takes on the personality of a coach. So once he relaxed, the rest of the team was able to relax, and you saw on the defensive side, they control the run game with the six guys in the box. And I think that is very key of being able to, to do. And then on the flip side of it, the offense was able to get the run game going, run the football downhill. I, I remember one drive where we threw the ball two out of three times down the field, and I was like, that's not the recipe for winning the football game tonight. And I think after that, we kept running the football, and it was very, very well orchestrated by Coach Barber in the offense. Molly, did you notice that on the sidelines that they were maybe just a little bit too hyped up? Coach Clark was a little too tight in that first quarter and things really started to relax? Yeah, and how they flipped that switch and how they were able to flip that switch I think is really impressive. I mean, you talk about the response of this team against Texas State and then even being down 14 to nothing and men mentally changing your perspective of kind of giving yourself a new perspective of this game. And preparation breeds confidence, but I think even in this Look, you had 10 days to prepare and kind of take a look at yourself in the mirror, which Isaiah Helm said this team did. But I think even for the defense, like communication breeds confidence. We talked in the first quarter how there was a miscommunication. We talked about the inside route. You give up a huge third down. I didn't hear from that moment on any issues with communication on this defense. We talked a lot about that and the inconsistencies, and I think that's what helped put this this defense at least in better positions and, and having a consistent, complete game is because there wasn't the miscommunication that we've seen before. After that first quarter, all we really saw was Chase turn and hand the ball off to various running backs. For the first time since the North Carolina game, App had its full backfield in terms of being available. Cam, Nate, Amani, Chop, even Anderson Castle getting in the end zone tonight. But when you see the team be so intentional about running the football, I mean, not even a remote thought about throwing the ball, especially in that second half, it really looked like they were trying to prove a point tonight. It was personal because when you're a running team and you don't run the ball a little bit or you don't run the ball effective like App Hatton did in the previous weeks, you take that personal because that means the defensive line or the, the box on the defensive side is whooping your butt. And so they came out today with a, with a, a purpose. They came out with a physical mindset that I thought from the get-go that they needed to impose their will on that Georgia State defense. Molly in the locker room, what did you notice about Sean Clark's demeanor? It really seemed like it was personal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, it's insulting what they did to Georgia State tonight <laughs> at, at Kid Brewer Stadium. But for, for Sean Clark, this is a guy who deals with a lot, right, as a head coach, and anybody does. But there's a lot of pressure to step in, and you get handed the keys to Ferrari when you step in as an Appalachian State head coach. And then you have the September that he did and a couple of losses with Mountaineer fans are not used to, and you the pressure mounts, and the outside noise gets louder and louder with this team, but specifically with Sean Clark and his coaching staff. And as a coach, 
you're responsible for all of it. I mean, you're responsible for the rest of your coaching staff as well and their families. If you're not successful, if this family, if this program isn't successful, it comes down to you and a lot of lives are changed. And I think Sean Clark, the human feels that. And so I think this week mattered a whole lot for App State to obviously make a statement to the rest of this conference. And how to speak to how personal it is, Coach Sean Elliott, is Coach Sean Clark's. They played together here at App. You don't ever want your teammate or your good buddy, your friend, to be able to beat you in your home. App State is undefeated against Georgia State in Coach Clark's tenure and Coach Elliott's tenure at Georgia State. So that's when it becomes personal because you don't want to give that man and his program the one up on you, and it's a, it's personal. So you go out there, you you tell your guys this week, Hey, this is personal because Coach Elliott's on the other side. That's my guy from my App State days, so we need to go out here and put it on him. One thing that we talked about in the pregame show was complimentary football and, and being such a key for this team. Obviously, we wanted to see the run game get going. We needed to see the defense get off the field on third down. We saw them win the turnover battle in a big way, get after the quarterback. All those things improved. But it was complimentary football. The defense, the offense, special teams, all coming up big when they needed to. It really seemed like, and, and Molly, I bet you could see this on the sidelines as well, that the team really bought into everything that was happening on the field, not just worrying about their own play, not just worrying about their own unit, worrying about the entire team. This truly was maybe the, the moment of the season where the team finally became just that, a full team and ready for this stretch drive. I mean, it really, really does. Like, how – involved Sean Clark was with both the offense and defense and just the intensity you brought to the different huddles how how many times I saw a defensive player on the offensive side and vice versa I mean I talked about during the game Christian Horn coming up like when this team was down 14 to nothing it's not all about the defense giving up two scores it's about the offense sputtering and stalling and not being able to put any drives together so there was no finger pointing it was it was a team loses and a team wins and and this team, uh, in every facet of the sense, won this game tonight. I think that the the way that the team has come together, and we talk about the communication, um, and you're rooting for each other. I, I saw one play earlier where Daytrick wanted to keep stay in the game, but Coach swapped him out for Cam, and Cam was like, hey, bro, I want to let you play, but Coach wants me. So it's that type of cohesion that this team has come together with and this is that turning point in the season. You're midway through the season. You get this win right now. Get a get a win next week against Armour. Now your season start. You start to see your season flip to the greater good and go on one note every week. All right. So the Mountaineers will jump out of conference play to face Robert Morris next Saturday on homecoming Saturday. And then it is on to the stretch drive of the season. Four games all against the East Division, three of them on the road in November. Really important for the Mountaineers to get a statement win here tonight over Georgia State 42 to 17. We'll have interviews from the locker room here in just a moment. But first, let's turn it over to Colin Barrier for the highlight recap of this game. Mountaineers over Georgia State on a Wednesday night in Boone. And back inside the Learfield Network Studios, Mountaineers get the victory over Georgia State tonight by a final of 42-17. to 17. Taking a look at this game recap, and there were plenty of highlights, but the game did not start uh, very well as far as the Mountaineers were concerned. 
Mountaineers uh, really struggled to get going, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and the defense uh, struggled initially out of the gate. Georgia State doing a great job establishing their running game. They would race out to a 14 to nothing lead uh, until late in the second quarter. And we pick it up late in the second quarter. Mountaineer offense starting to gel, really establishing the running game, not uh, not going through the air as much, not trying to take those uh, shot plays to stretch the defense, really sticking to the running game, establishing that line of scrimmage, and they would put together their best drive of the game to that point. Mountaineers would face a fourth and one just out, uh, just inside uh, the red zone looking to put some points on the board, they would go to Cam Peoples. Bryce claps the hands, gives to Cam, up the middle, hit behind the line, keeps going at the 10, cuts to the right to the 5, still yes, rolling, sir. keeps the feet moving into the end zone! That's an App State touchdown for Cam Peoples! He would not be denied! That run would make it 14-7, to and to this point, you felt that the momentum was turning in the favor of the Mountaineers. Defense would get a three and out, and the Mountaineers would have another chance right before the half to uh, put some points up. They would end up driving to midfield, but just run out of time. They went into the locker room down 14 to seven, but Georgia State would start with the ball uh, to begin the second half. Georgia State would come out and once again, establishing the run game, uh, getting into Mountaineer territory. Georgia State looked to put more points on the board, but the Mountaineer defense would come up with a turnover they really needed. Snap to Granger, four-man rush comes. Granger moves away from pressure, in trouble, and down he goes! Balls out at the 30, Mountaineers dive on it, and it's a turnover, the first of the game! That really uh, turned, turned the momentum back in the favor of the Mountaineers, but they still uh, had one more uh, hill to climb uh, on the scoreboard. Once again, going back to the running game, they would give it to another one of their backs, Amani Marshall. Bryce claps the hands, running play. Marshall up the middle, big hole, 30-yard line, 25. Head, Marshall to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5. That's an App State touchdown on third and eight. Marshall gallops 37 yards for the score. 14 to 14, the Mountaineers really uh, in control of this game, really have having established the running game to this point. It was only a matter of time before they would take the lead. Later, it's Chase Bryce from one yard out. On the line of scrimmage, one tight end left of Bryce. Chase takes the snap, gives to Cam. Nope, Chase keeps it, and he jogs into the end zone. That's an App State touchdown for Chase Bryce. And the Mountaineers take their first lead of the night as they continue to just pummel Georgia State with the ground game. After that touchdown to give the Mountaineers their first lead of the game, it wouldn't be long until the offense had the ball right back. Third and 16 from the 16. Snap to Granger. Four-man rush. They're coming after him one more time. Granger throws it. Picked it. off. Picked off by the Mountaineers at the 20-yard line. It is Tyler Bird intercepting it and returning it down to the 13. Tyler Bird with his first career interception uh, in a Mountaineer uniform couldn't come at a better time. Mountaineers with a short field and, again, uh, not uh, – 
not very not very far to go for the Mountaineers, really establishing that run game, uh, dominating the line of scrimmage. Chase Bryce gets in one more time. Pistol set with Cam the back. Bryce takes the snap. He will give to Cam. Chase no, he'll again, keep it again, again, and he'll take it in again. Bryce, this time around the left side, runs it in for his second rushing score, and the Mountaineers are a PAT away from doubling up the Panthers here in the third. 28 to 14 once again all uh, Mountaineers but Georgia State would uh, come back they would get a field goal on their ensuing uh, possession to make it 28 to 17 after a kickoff return from Milan Tucker uh, the Mountaineers would be set up once again in great field position and once again they would go back to their bell cow tonight Cam Peoples Snap to Bryce, he will give to Cam, up the middle to the five. Cam keeps going to the three, to the two, touchdown. to the one, to the end zone! That's an App State touchdown for Cam Peoples. A dominant performance tonight for the App State running game. They go over 300 yards rushing, beating the Panthers at their own game tonight and going up 34 to 17. Extra point made it 35 to 17 game was no longer in doubt at that point Mountaineers put the backups in but backups still playing hard this time it's Anderson Castle getting on the board uh, to round out the scoring for the Mountaineers Chase Bryce in a pistol set with Castle behind him he takes the snap he gives to Anderson he storms the castle into the end zone that's an App State touchdown the dagger for the Boone product the Watauga pioneer Anderson Castle 42 to 17, just a dominant performance uh, for the Mountaineers. 404 yards rushing, no sacks, and uh, just vintage App State football. That was the theme uh, we thought we would see. We uh, talked about it in the pregame. Would we be able to uh, finally see that uh, Mountaineer team that we had come to know and love over these past few years? Well, it showed up tonight, uh, especially from that second quarter on and they get a dominant uh, performance tonight, uh, getting the win 42-17. to 17. Okay, we are ready for Coach Clark in the App State locker room. Molly Cotton with the winning head coach, Sean Clark. Coach, uh, I think I heard you a couple of times in colorfully tell your guys this is App State football. Is there different satisfaction to this, knowing how you won this one? There is, and, you know, no one believed in us. After last week, said the people in that room in there, and that's the way I like it. Everyone wanted to question leadership, but when people question leadership, you lead. And that's how I was born and raised to do it, and we're going to continue to do that. We played big boy football tonight on both sides of the football special teams. Offense had 64 carries, I believe, for 404 yards. And if you can do that, when people know you're going to football, that's, that's really exciting. And plus, I think our defense, after the first two drives, we finally settled down. That was probably a lot on me. I was wound up tight this week, and it was like I was a player. And I think once I settled down, they settled down, and we started tackling better, and it was, it was a great night of football for us. And, and almost in that same line of the, the satisfaction and running and listening to the outside noise, does it put the rest of the conference now on notice of, yeah, don't forget about App State? Yeah, we're, back, we're back in the hunt now. I mean, everyone's got one loss. We have two. And if we win our games, we're going to 1-0 every single week. We're right back in the hunt. But you know, we found a lot about our football team tonight. And everyone says, well, what's wrong with App State? Well, the first four games was an emotional roller coaster, and that's not an excuse. But you don't live the lives these kids do. 
time. We get home late at night, we all this emotion going on, and we had a, uh, we had a little bit of time off. We had to give them three days off to you know, kind of catch their breath a little bit, get healthy. We're banged up. We're still banged up. We went through three running backs tonight, and um, we're still in the hunt. We're still App State, and that's the beauty of it. We're, we control our desk. We got to go one and next week, and that's that's key. And you mentioned the defense. Do you feel like it was probably the most complete defensive performance you got in the season? It was. It, it was. You know, we, we've um, slimmed some things down. But most important, we, we tackled better, we ran to the football, and we created some turnovers. And if you look back to the season, I believe every time we've created a turnover on defense, we've scored on offense. We're playing very good complimentary football. Uh, I'm proud of our guys. Um, <laughs> it, it was a long 10 days. And um, I'm just proud of the way our guys came back and the way they believed in each other and fought for each other. And you made a change along the offensive line, and it was a huge performance for the offensive line. But what led to that decision, and what's your evaluation of that group well, tonight? I'm the leader of this program, and you have to make tough decisions. And, and Troy Everett's going to be a, a, a fantastic football player. And that happens sometimes when you're young, and it, that's not his fault. Okay, it was a lot of people's faults. And we, we decided to make a change in the line and and put Isaiah at center and and give us a bit more girth in there, but uh, I think that paid dividends for us down the road, and, and Troy's going to be an unbelievable player. We have, we have to play him. We should have played more tonight, but I thought that was the best thing for our program. And I think I heard you yell to your defense or talk to your defense, hey, I've got your back, you've got my back. I mean, is this just kind of the tone of this team? Everybody has their back on yeah. both sides. Yeah, we circled the wagons. We're not listening to the outside, we're playing for us. And that's all it is. The people in this room, the people in this building, that's who we're playing for. They, you know, they love you one minute, they hate you the next. And uh, you can read social media and you can do all this stuff. We, we cut social media out and, and we're going we're gonna to listen to ourselves, believe in ourselves. We know we're a good football team. That's the same football team that went to Texas A&M and beat the number six ranked team in the country. And we were banged up and we finally got a little more healthier and, and we're, we're, we play like we should play tonight. And I'm excited for our guys. And, um, I'm going to watch this tape tomorrow, give our guys Friday off and Saturday and get healthy again and get ready for who we play next. Uh, Robert, Morris. Robert Morris. And then that's the only thing on our mind. But we play for each other tonight. That's the beauty of it. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Molly. Back inside the network studios, Mountaineers get a big victory tonight over Georgia State by a final of 42 to 17. And as we continue with our coverage from the App State locker room, let's now hear from our peak performer of the game. We're going to spotlight Isaiah Helms, but really you can give it to the entire offensive line. What a performance tonight. 404 yards on the ground. No sacks given up. Just a dominant performance in the trenches for that App State offensive line. Let's go to Molly Cotton, who is with Isaiah Helms. Isaiah Helms now joining me outside of Victorious Mountaineers locker room. Uh, I talked to Coach about this. I talked to Tyler Bird about it. It, it just feels like there, there is a different chip on your shoulder after that win and the way you guys won that game. That's right. We uh, First thing, we came back Sunday and we said, we got to check ourselves in the mirror. You know, we got we to gotta find our identity back, right? So offensive line, we, we took that on a, on a chip on our shoulder, like we're going to run the ball. I, uh, I'm just proud of our team. Yeah. And there was a change along that offensive line. You started at the center position. Can you take us through kind of what the process was, practices looked like, and what preparation looked like for tonight? Yeah, I, uh, 
I want to first off say Troy Everett's going to be a heck of a ball player. Um, there was a change in position. Uh, he's the hardest worker. Uh, he's going to be a great ball player. And uh, with saying that, I feel like the change was, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like we've done good tonight. We're we're all sticking together. Uh, we're all in good, you know, good spirits. So you know, just trying to keep keep rolling. It feels like when you watch an NFL game, they're always bringing up a stat about the offensive line, like the healthiest offensive line or the most consistent. It has a lot of success unless you're the Carolina Panthers. But what are the difficulties of changing the positions or changing guys around, shuffling guys around along this unit? Well, once you change around, uh, it's uh, it's a little bit different chemistry. You know, we, we you know you jail with people, you jail differently, whatever. Um, sometimes moving around is is kind of hard uh just you don't know that straight communication right so uh, just being being in good spirits is, is, is the biggest thing right there. Yeah, and you mentioned communication. I mean, does it place a higher level on the importance of communication? Oh, yeah. I mean, everything we do, we have to talk, right? So we got to make sure everybody's lined up, everybody's going in the right ID, right? And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Communication is everything. Thanks so much, and enjoy this win. I appreciate you. Thank you. Special thanks there to Isaiah Helms for his interview. Isaiah and the rest of that App State offensive line, 404 yards on the ground, no sacks given up. Those are your peak performers of the game, brought to you by Peak Insurance Group. Peak Insurance Group, simplifying insurance for you. Now on the defensive side, we go back to Molly, who was standing by and interviewed our defensive player of the game, got his first interception as a Mountaineer, a longtime linebacker uh, in the black and gold, Tyler Bird, standing by with Molly Cotton. Tyler Bird now joining the outside of victorious Mountaineer locker room. Uh, a coach just kind of talked about the mentality of this team, and it almost feels like us against the world when you consider the outside noise at one point, but now you get back to a huge dominating win. Does this one feel a little bit different? Is that different you can silence some folks? Yeah, we just uh, we just had to get back and find ourselves. We uh, we have an identity, we have a standard, and we really just we just had to get back to that. It, uh, Started a little slow, but we found it. We, we got there, and it felt good. I heard you talk to your, your guys, your defense in the first quarter, and say, hey, this is on us, not just getting stops, but we we're going to have to score the ball, too. It almost feels like you spoke it into existence with your interception. Yeah. Um, sometimes the defense struggles. Sometimes the offense struggles. Football is complimentary. we gotta, we got to have each other's back. Um, we knew a momentum play could swing the momentum our way. And, uh, yeah, we were just going out there making stops and making plays. That's really all we can do. So, Does it feel like it was one of the more complete, complimentary team football games that you guys have had? Yeah, we uh, we played well. We complimented each other well. Special teams played all three phases played well. Offense found their rhythm. Defense found our rhythm. Um, special teams played well. We all just kind of complimented each other, and that's that's the result. What would you see on that uh, interception, your first career interception? <laughs> I'm just, I just, just looking where he was throwing, and he threw it right to me, really. I saw you like follow the ball right into yeah. your hands. You're like, I'm not dropping this. No, no everybody gives me gives me hard time because I don't wear gloves. A lot of guys wear gloves. So everybody was surprised that I caught it with no gloves on. Do you keep the ball? What happens now? <laughs> no, I gave it back to him. I gave it back to him. You've been with this program since 2018. I, I'm sure you have a lot of stories, but how would you describe this first half of just this one season alone? <laughs> it's, it's been wild. I told somebody the other day that this, the month of September was probably the craziest month of football of my life. Uh, we've had highs, we've had lows, but 
this team stuck together really well, and we're, we're really finding ourselves now through all the adversity and stuff. But yeah, we've we've had a, a crazy month of football. Thanks, Tyler. No problem. Tyler Bird there, his first interception in a Mountaineer uniform, and what a time to get it really uh, helped spark the defense. What a, a performance uh, collectively from the defense tonight as they helped the Mountaineers get the 42-17 to victory. And as we uh, wrap this one up and look ahead to next week, it is homecoming at the Rock, 3.30 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, October 29th as Robert Morris comes to town. So 3.30 kick, we will be on the air at 1.30. So hope to uh, hope to see uh, lots of black and gold in the stands for that one. A good crowd again tonight, over 31,000 uh, in attendance for this game tonight. A great crowd on a Wednesday night in Boone. For Brandon Turner and Adam Witten, I am Colin Barrier leaving you once again with tonight's final score. Mountaineers get the victory over Georgia State 42-17. to Thanks for listening to the Black and Gold Rewind, part of the Nothing But an App State podcast network. The proceeding has been a presentation of the Appalachian Sports Network.